Hello there. Welcome to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. It is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be here yet again for a very special show. Not only is it our final episode for the month of February, but it is also our episode where we get to sit back and we get to talk and really really show the importance and also reflect on everything that is in the month of February, and that is Black History Month. So I'm very excited to to be able to do this, but let me go ahead and introduce my co-host, Tarek. What's hey, Tarek, up, everyone? <laughs> We're doing well. We're doing well. Happy, happy, everyone, to this February, this year. You know, we just see such great things coming in. So I miss y'all. I hope everything's doing well. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, so yeah. happy Black History Month, Caleb, of course, <laughs> and all this fun stuff. Um, yeah, we're just going to do, we're going to just run right into topics. Uh, we do a little bit of recap of just some of the things that we've been doing about climate change. I know that it's been very heavy on the environment mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but we want to take this this episode to dedicate something great. Um, I'm sorry, it's kind of at the end of the episode, but this is well, I mean, the end of the month, but it's well worth it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. So Without further ado, right? <laughs> but um, well, without go ahead. Go no, go ahead. No, no, you, you go, it. you go. I want you. <laughs> you want me to do the thing? I want you okay. to do it. It's your guest. <laughs> right, indeed. Right. So I was going to start off with that. So uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on Minister Kwame Thompson. So everybody, just clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Oh wow, we're so happy to have you, man. Um, Pleasure to be here, man. Oh God. What a great day. So yeah, I mean, how's your day going so far? Uh, busy, productive, but um, mm-hmm. I'm present. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all here, we're here. That's what matters, man. So yeah, I just, um, before we go into his bio and the amazing things that uh, Kwame has done, I wanted to just talk a little bit about Black History Month and just kind of like the origins of it. I don't know if anybody really knows or whatever, but I think it'd be a great informational thing. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so from what I've gathered, uh, Black History Month originally was called the Negro History Week. Uh, it actually grew from a week into an entire month. At some point, it was by this historian in the 1920s. Shout out to the Roaring Twenties. We're going through that full cycle again, economically and a bunch of other ways, how progressive we are. And I'm sure uh, Minister Kwame is going to talk about some stuff that he's doing. And yeah, it's just phenomenal stuff. So, and, you know, Caleb and I have some stuff brewing as well. So. You know, this this is a time to be progressive and make change. Um, I don't know what it is about the 20s and uh, the, the thousands of the 20s, but this is our time. Um, so, yeah, so Carter G. W- uh, Woodson, if you guys want to check out that historian, he was the one that was like made sure that this was something that was done. So uh, General Ford, uh, General Ford, uh, President Ford, my fault. <laughs> um, and in 1967 was the one that actually made this a full month. So a lot of people don't know that. Shout out to President Ford for that as well. It's supposed to be coinciding with Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Well, somewhere around there is Black History Month. So <laughs> that's all, that little tidbit there. And then I'm going to read off some notable mentions this year that have done some great things. Um, we have Kamala Harris, of course. Uh, obviously, shout out to her, first Black uh, female vice president. Uh, Rosalind Brewer, uh, she is Walgreens' next CEO and the only black woman to currently lead a Fortune 500 company. So shout out to her. Uh, let's all the notable mentions. Uh, we have Dr. Kiz Mika S. Corbett, uh, lead scientist on the Moderna COVID-19. So shout out to her essential work that she's been doing. Um, Victor J. Glover, first black astronaut uh, to live and work in the International Space Station. And yeah, and the list goes on. Oh, and my favorite, uh, Amanda Gorman, 22, youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history. So we right. we setting that bar there, man. Um, obviously, Raphael Warnick, who changed the world with his recent uh, Black um, vote and him changing stuff for Georgia. Uh, Rashida Jones, MSNBC president, first Black executive. And yeah, I mean, the list goes on. We're, we're just like racking them up. But Shout out to our, our women, first of all, who are leading the the this uh, forefront of all this, and this is just like, this is just like unprecedented, you know. Like at, at some point that you know we've had these ideals of what um, culture is and what society has put us into in terms of being a male as a protector, provider, and all these other these bigger P's. But 
some of y'all women are protecting and providing. So shout out to that. Uh, and I appreciate that, man. And I appreciate all the uh, people involved. Um, so yeah, Corey Bush, check her out. Um, uh, I mean, these are these are notable notable things, but I want to hold this up too long. So jumping in, and of course, Minister Kwame Thompson. <laughs> yes, yes, man. So let's uh, tell me a little about yourself, man, and uh, what brings you to the show. And you know, I know you just uh, just to give him a little background. If he is, I'm talking over him or whatever. Just trying to give him a little bit of a break because he literally just got out of a prayer uh, for about an hour Absolutely. with his group. And and yeah, start, talk us a little about that and how that got started. Um, so, um, first of all, you know, my, before I talk, I always had to say praise him. I got to give God what's due him. Um, and it's interesting, Tyreek, that you're doing this podcast with Caleb. Um, and being a, a prominent person in the Bible, you got, you got good company right there with Caleb, right? <laughs> uh, Caleb and Joshua, man, they wasn't afraid of no giants. They said, we can mm -hmm. take them. Uh, when they went to spot the land, the promised land. So mm -hmm. you're wearing a powerful name there, man. Right. True. Thank you. So this is about myself, man. Born and raised right here in the Bronx. Um, Soundview Projects. Uh, you know, um, a minister, uh, entrepreneur, visionary, big dreamer. Um, and, and and before I go, just want to touch what you were saying about uh, Black History Month. And two things I wanted to share because I, I just want to share it with your audience. Um, from as, as long as I can remember. Um, two things that was in my house that stood out was uh, Martin Luther King um, mm -hmm. and Kennedy in my house. And then outside of that with Malcolm X and being at his Black History Month. And, and, the, and the quotes that was under the uh, pictures, um, I just want to touch on that just for a brief minute. Martin Luther King, I have a dream, right? Mm -hmm. um, I used to always look at that when I was young and it was like powerful. Yeah, I have a dream and Malcolm X um, by any means necessary. But as I grew up, I realized those statements by themselves um, do more harm than good, um, because we want to we want to raise the point with our with our especially with our youth that don't just stop at the dream. Yes. Right? You know, you have to put some effort, some discipline, some work to make that dream become a reality. And with Malcolm X, by any means necessary, um, if you just leave that like that, it means that we can do whatever to whoever, and it's okay. So even mm -hmm. with those statements, it's something I grew up with, and I learned to how kind of like go further with it. So I don't I don't want to just say Martin Luther King, I have a dream, but get up and make that dream a reality. Put the work right. in, right? And with mm -hmm. any means necessary, um, doesn't mean that you could just do whatever to whoever, and it's okay, right? It has to be some kind of guidelines. So I just want to touch that since we was going into yeah. Black History Month, because that's something that I grew up with. And something that always stood out in my mind. And I said, man, we got to do something about that. So anytime I go somewhere and they ask me to speak about black history, I like to point that out. Two powerful men in, in our history. And I don't want their words to just be limited to that one phrase when it's so much bigger. Uh, so I just wanted to That's so that. true. Yeah, um, I can talk to myself, them. Yeah, yeah. So for myself, my day-to-day -day job, I work for an organization, which is a snug program, which is Guns in Reverse. Um, called SUV Stand Up to Violence, and it's an anti-gun gun violence initiative. And our goal is to reduce the shootings and homicide in our communities. And the way we do it is by uh, working with the high-risk individual, highest-risk individuals, most likely to shoot someone or be shot. And the way we do it is by mediations. And we do it in communities where um, it was a lot of gun violence, and we actually hire people from the community, which I love, that was actually involved with the street life on some levels, influences, that turn their lives away and still can reach the youth and do mediation so we can help reduce the shootings and homicides in communities. So that's my nine to five. That's what I do on the day to day. I supervise that. But also I have a, a non-for-profit called Power Purpose, where we mentor at-risk youth, um, at-risk youth, high-risk youth, and um, court-involved youth. Um, and we mentor them on, on different levels. We have like a three-tier mentoring program where we have the everyday mentor, the people you see in the community, your neighbor, and then we have like credible messengers, right? These are guys that were out there, right? And they turned their lives around and they're helping to help our young people navigate through different life situations. And then we have a celebrity level of mentoring where we have that celebrity that the youth is looking up to and have them share and mentor our youth as well. Um, but also I want to touch on a credible messengers 
and what that really means. And, and I want us to put more emphasis. It, just, it doesn't mean just someone that was in the street came home from jail and they, and they turned their lives around. But you have to really be credible to the message that we're presenting, right? And that and the main part of that message is change, right? That you can do this and give hope that you can, um, you can stop living a certain way and turn your life around. And you have to be credible to present that message. It's not just, oh, they were, you know, they was an influencer in the hood. They was a gangster. They was this. And then now we just want to bring them in. Now you have to really be credible to the message that we're getting out to the youth. So if we're saying put down the gun, if we're saying you can change your life, you have to be able to identify with that and be really about that. So I'm really big on that, picking the right credible messengers for the message that we want to get across. Um, mm. So I have power purpose. And also I just did something I really, really um, proud of. And, you know, me and two of my partners called the hard truth. Um, and what the hard truth is, we pretty much is 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 what it says. You know, we we like to say our phrase is, "What you what you need to hear, but don't want to hear," right? That's the hard truth. And how many times has someone given you the hard truth and you didn't want to hear it? You're like, oh, "I don't want to hear that," but when it really resonates, you're like, "I really need to hear that." You know, right. so that's where we came up with the hard truth. But what we're doing with the program, you know, we have the the anti-gun violence programs, and we're telling the youth put the guns down. And I realized if you tell them to put the gun down, what are you what are you giving them to pick up? What what are we giving them to move forward with, right? So what the mm -hmm. hard truth is, we decided one way to help our community is by we build we're helping our community building it up one brand at a time. So with okay. the hard truth, we're pretty much building brands, right? It's like brand management, but we're trying to teach our young people, uh, our, our youth in the community, how to start it from scratch, from an idea. Right and putting together from A to Z. And we work, work with them to build their brands. Um, and, you know, we, we really got a couple of uh, brands underneath us It's starting off pretty good. Uh, we're looking forward to it growing and reaching out to more youth. Uh, we, you know, I know you have a video. Um, if you want to yeah. present that now, we can probably put that in and then I can go further and talk a little sure. bit more about it. Sure, Let's cue it up. Yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. Let's do he it, said man. some cool here, stuff. Man. Yeah, he said some cool <laughs> stuff. I, I, I took some notes, I was going to say, for <laughs> dope, sure. Dope, dope. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, just you know, for all those listening out there, because we, we also have some people that are um, in Cali and uh, some people in Ireland. Nice. So there, there's some people all over that are going to hear this for sure. Beautiful. There's actually a comment that uh, that came up for all those uh, while Caleb gets this all ready. Uh, shout out to uh, Janet. Alan Kelch, <laughs> probably, is that your mom? <laughs> I think that's your mom. Okay, regardless. She says she absolutely hey man, loves- she Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says she absolutely loves the concept of credible mentors. So we're gonna jump into that too, so that we can start to talk to our people. But while he's still getting this ready, I actually can wanted to screen? know- uh, No, not yet. It's not shared yet. Can you see it there now? You go. There we yep. go. Yep, there you go. All right. It's full will... full screen that bad boy. Yep. Yep, yeah. Maybe. There we awesome. Go. <laughs> Partner came up to me with this idea. There's a lot of hard things to swallow about the world and how things are. So basically, I'm just trying to give people a distraction, something that they could just look forward to. Truth is hard. You feel me? Like, growing up over here, it's crazy. A lot of people don't make it, a lot of people don't make it out. We're young, we're trying to make it out, you feel me? Build brands, lift the community, we're gonna give you a chance. We're gonna give you opportunity. Build tracks, the voice of all cities. <laughs> Shine a light on them. Let me see some footwork. Every day in life steps to be successful. If you want it, you gotta go get it. That's just the truth, the hard truth. Give me mine. Crazy. See, the hard truth is hard for people to believe in themselves. They believe in other people instead of themselves. You know, you're the controller of your life. You know what I'm saying? If you God, anything's possible. The hard truth means a lot to me. They helped me start a clothing line with my friends. We're trying to get out of here, do what we have to do. All the negativity we're trying to get away from, we're here. We're just trying to get everything together and just change the life around. You know? My name is, and I am, Kill Bill. And we are in Bronx River, USA. Oh, yeah, baby girl. Home of hip hop. 
among mm-hmm. things. Now, put your feet back a little bit more, Marquise. A little bit more. A little bit more, Mike. We're going down. Ready? We're going, we're, listen, we're going down. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Every time we get down, every time we get down, we, we tell our mind, get right back up. You understand? Go down slow. We control our minds. There's a direct yeah. correlation between our yeah. minds and our bodies. We develop mindsets on a whim, actually. You know what you got to do. I need, I need you on push-ups. You on dips. All right? Come here. You over here. There's a negative stigma about receiving help for mental health issues. And we found that through physical fitness, regular training, we can correct those issues. The pain is a prerequisite. You know what a prerequisite is? The pain comes before the success. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta push through that pain. Use your mind. Use your mind to push through the pain. Mindsets. It's in your mind. You control it. The hard truth. What is the hard truth? The hard truth is what you need to hear, but don't want to hear. The hard truth for me and my partners decided to put this company together that will spark change, thought, and critical thinking. The hard truth. Our mission is build our community up one brand at a time. Most of the people that tell me they want to work or they want to start a logo, a lot of the times they don't have the idea of what they want to do. What I like to do is send them something that they don't like. Hey, here you go. Do you like this? Most of the time they see it and the first thing they go is, no, I don't. Then they sit there and go, being that I don't like that, this is what I want to change. As long as we're in the right path, we're going through the right direction, we're off to the races. Vaginas on pedestals is to start sex education group for women, to learn their bodies, things like that. I lost a lot of stuff, right? So what I have to do now is redesign everything. Then the next step would be to find a manufacturer. Even though I sew, I don't want to have that whole responsibility for myself or myself because I'm doing so much other things. Every teenager is different, but the teenagers I'm normally surrounded around, they like stuff like these, like bubble coats and a lot of colors. Generally, I can start an entire brand in seven hours. That's from start to finish, logo, production, and ready for sale online. As far as coming to the hard truth, I don't have to do everything alone. And I do have people to help. <laughs> Yo, remember when Sean made that video about the hard truth clothing line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really miss that kid, bro. I miss him too. Yeah, bro. bro. He always had good ideas. He was, he was so smart, bro. And he was a good motivator too. But you know what's crazy though? I'm not even sad about it. Why not? Yo, lately. I've always just been thinking about what would Shah do if it was one of us. If it was one of us, he'd just turn his pain into power. Yeah. Never let it hurt him. Yeah. What we need is a little more motivation, bro. We could take over the whole city with the clothing line, the whole world. It's, it's more to this clothing line than we think, bro. It's a message behind us. That's why Shah cared about it so much. Turn your pain into power. That's what we could do now. Build the label. I miss my wow. son. My son's supposed to be here. These are all his friends that he really trusts and have faith in. He had a daughter. She's four months old. Her name is Legacy. We're going to continue on his legacy to make sure she's fine. He wanted us to launch this so we could get out. We wanted to get out of this. Pain to power. Man, we, from where we come from, pain to power, we really feel like, man, that's... It's gonna go a long way, man. We still keeping it running. You're not here, but the mom out here, we all out here still thinking about you every day. You know what I'm saying? So they standing through their pain and we turning into power. We're looking forward to launching this 2021. So we standing firm. So Shaquan's death will never be in vain. His name will continue to live on. Um, his, his legacy will continue to live on. His daughter will grow up and have something to be proud about and look to and say, listen, my father was a part of this. He started something that special helping lives of many in our community. So it's the same focus, building up our community, one brand at a time. And this is one of the brands, paying the power. Look forward to us in 2021. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, before we jump in, let's throw up some of those comments so that people can see uh, what uh, how, how they feel about it. But I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal. I'm like literally want to take a breath for what's, what's, what's been going on. Um, I think uh, I made a I made a mistake by not saying their names, and I know this is like a trending thing right now. I think it hits home when it's closer to the people that you love and stuff. So, um, you know, all those that have lost their lives due to gun violence, as well as 
just, you know, police violence or all, all sorts of other stuff along that way, you know, due to the racism and stuff that has been going on. And just take a moment of silence for them and for his name. Thanks, guys. Wow. What a powerful video, man. You know, it's funny. I saw Thank parts you, of man. it. You sent me only parts of it before. I've never seen the whole thing together. I figured I, um, I'd um, i watch it while you were here. So this is the first time I'm actually seeing oh, it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that's why, you know, none of this is rehearsed at all, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I just wanted to make sure I appreciate it. Caleb got a chance to look at it. He was like, it's awesome. I was like, all right, that's good. Thank you, man. But, um, Man, man, where you want to start? You want to start with your life or how you've changed others? <laughs> you know, Kwame is so you do, you do you so much. Start, uh, I mean, yeah, I can give you. I can. I can just give you background of my life and um, why a lot of this is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and where you've seen in the video, that's that's where I'm at right now in Soundview. That's where I was born and raised. Um, so my life journey, far as um going off of the direction which my mom desired for me was when I was 11. Um, 11 years old was the first time I actually um, had a, a held a gun in my hand. Mm. Um, and I just always tell a story how I was home sleep and my father, um, my biological father and my mother, they were married, they were separated, but he would come over. Him and my stepfather had a great relationship and he would come over and spend the night, he'll stay with me in my room. And he came in one day and he thought I was asleep. So he, he took out a gun and put it in the drawer. And I remember saying, uh, I couldn't wait till he went to sleep so I can get up and go grab it. And I told this story like that for years. And then a few years back, I was at church uh, giving a testimony and sharing it. And my mother was there. And after service, he pulled me to the side. She said, you really don't remember. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you really don't remember. Um, he didn't put the gun in the drawer. He gave you the gun to put up. And I said, wow, when she said it, I remembered. Mm -hmm. And um, because I loved him so much, I never wanted to identify with the man that I love, my father being the one to introduce me to a gun. You know, my first mm -hmm. introduction to a gun being from my father. So I actually changed the whole reality in my brain. And I'm learning now that that's a form of trauma and how we protect mm -hmm. ourselves from things like that. And I really believe that that was my reality. And um, so that was my first introduction to a gun. Um, a year later, my father died when I was 12. Mm. He died uh, for natural causes. And um, at that point is when I started uh, venturing out into the world, you know, um, into the life. Um, so early on in my life, took an early turn. Uh, about 14, 15, I was going in and out of state, um, selling drugs, um, you know, very violent beginning. Um, so, you know, it continued for years of my life, me and, and my crew. Um, we tried to make a, a change and leave the streets in the 90s. Um, we, we were, uh, one of my partners, um, was he was introducing us to music, a really, really gifted, talented guy named Minnesota. Um, producer, produced from everybody from Most Def, Biggie, Kim, everyone. Wow. And he introduced us to it. I remember the first beat he did was for the Fruit Snickers. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, word. He sold a beef for $5. Never heard <laughs> the group called the Fruit Snickers. And um, that's when it hit me like this music thing is for real. Wait, we can get some money. Mm -hmm. So we started pouring <laughs> all our energy into this. And uh, moving forward later on, um, like late 90s, we actually got signed. Um, we had a group called Money Boss Players. Um, I was the founder of the group. I actually got the name from one of my uncles. He had been doing time. When I was born, he was in jail. Um, he came out when I was 17. Now, I remember mm -hmm. I used to stay between his at my mom's or at uh, Forest at my grandmother's house. And I used to have all my clothes over and everything. He came home from jail and I had all these sneakers lined up and clothes. And he said, man, he said, man, look at you, man. You a money boss player, huh? And that's the first time I ever heard it. I said, I like mm -hmm. that. And that's how we took the name money boss players. So eventually we got signed. Uh, we got signed to Quincy Jones, actually, to Quest Records. We had a record deal. I'm trying to make the transition. 
um, out of the streets. But at that particular time, everyone in the streets were coming into the industry. So it was becoming just like we were still in the same element. Right. Um, then we had a big um, federal indictment over here. Um, and one of my little cousins um, named um, Petey Rollock, Pistol Pete, the head of Sex, Money, Murder, at the time, there was a big federal indictment. And because we were all connected, the record label actually um, got visited by the police, the feds, the uh, hip hop mm -hmm. police, everyone questioned it. So it kind of spooked them. And um, the, the record never came out. They actually shelved the wow. project. We had recorded over a million dollars worth of material. And uh, the project never came out. So that was like my transition from the streets into the music. And then um, later on, eventually, um, in 2001, Father's Day, walked into the church. And that's when I changed my life for Christ. Um, yeah. So, you know, pretty much looking back at my life, we navigated through a lot of things, a lot of trauma, a lot of different situations. So um, I moved away from here for a while and I actually returned. And, and I, it, it God just put it on my heart to, you know, use my experiences and the things I went through in my life and use it to help the youth not make the same mistakes and give them some hope that they can do other things than just, um, you know, what was presented in a negative way in our communities, what, whether that being, you know, drug selling and violence and things of that nature. And just not even understanding your value of who you are and the value of the people around you, you know. So it, it just became, you know, something that I was driven to do in any way. So I started working mm -hmm. in the community center over here. So I was able to um, run the night center in the weekends and really start tapping into the youth and talking to them and listening to them and finding mm -hmm. ways where I can help them out. So that's just pretty much been my life's work. Um, it's something that shows me. Um, right. And by the grace of God, I've been able to really reach some of the youth um, and prevent them from making some mistakes that, you know, could have led them to jail or grave. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we wasn't able to lose a lot. Like in the video, it's my nephew, Shaquan. And uh, not really hurt because we really had him, like, really moving forward. And mm. unfortunately, you know, his life was taken from him. He was murdered uh, right up the block on, on the block. Um, day before his baby shower, his firstborn child, um, his birthday, you know, it was just real tragic. Um, but what came out of that, so his death wasn't in vain, him and the two guys that I'm standing with in the video, them three I was working with to, to build their clothing line. And I kept telling them, we need a name so we can start getting on it. And they kept coming up with these different names that just wasn't ringing. And then he came up with that name. He was like, Pain to Power. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I'm like, that just hit me. It hit, right? It, hit. it just hit me. And all of us just looked and they started laughing like, wow, we got it. Right, so we got right. The name and we say we're going to start running with it. Unfortunately, not too long after that, he was murdered. And then it gave wow. the name, it gave it more, more meaning because now all this pain that we was feeling. We was able to turn it into power and use it to do something productive and something that we can, um, you know, remember him by. And even his daughter's name, his firstborn child, his daughter, her name is Legacy. Legacy. That's yeah. like, wow, like, you know, mm -hmm. he's not here, but God left us some things that we can hold on to and build. Mm. Right. So, you know, that's where we at now. And, and, and what we're doing with um, the hard truth is so important. Like you've seen in the video, we have different walks. It's not just, you know, um, just doing clothing lines just for the sake of clothing lines. Mm -hmm. You know, we have mm -hmm. mindset. Mindset is dealing with, he, he, he found a way to mix physical fitness with mental illness, right? And, and, and connecting the two where, you know, in our communities, that's like a taboo to get help, you know? It took mm -hmm. me up until now, I'm 50 years old, and I'm just going to seek help. I just got diagnosed with P PTSD. Wow. right now at 50 so for all these years i've been just trying to navigate through that on my own mm -hmm. and now going to therapy right and i, and I promote it all the time man right you get the help right. you need you know um self-care so i'm learning yeah. that if i would have got help earlier it's certain decisions and certain things i would have dealt with differently but dealing with these traumas on top of each other and that's what we go through a lot of times in our communities um and we don't get we don't seek any help you know, right. so through this, we have, you know, he's doing a mindset, introducing mental illness and a way to deal with it and embrace it in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. um, we have another guy with us, um, Kimball Water. He's he's selling water. He has um, alkaline water and sea moss, and he's bottling it up and he's getting it out. Um, my daughter, clothing line, lived a good life. She's showing the teens, you know, we can we can enjoy life 
and, mm -hmm. and, and not compromise and make it, you know, our behavior have to be that or something that's bad and destructive. We can mm -hmm. live a good life and have fun, you know. So putting all these things together, uh, we have a couple uh, young people that's doing um, cooking. We're going to work with them and prepare a recipe book and try to get mm -hmm. them to put together videos on cooking for other youth to look at, other teens. So it's just I realized that we can build up our community one brand at a time. We, we start bringing value back into the community and the individuals. And it strengthens the community, mm -hmm. right? And we start looking at each other different, you know, because now we have a purpose. We're waking up with purpose, you right. know, um, and, and a positive purpose. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like when we were coming up earlier, We my, my purpose to wake up was how am I going to get the next dollar? How are we going to get rid of these drugs? What block are we going to go on? How are we going to end this mm -hmm. meeting? And I was like, you can wake up with something really positive to look forward to do. You feel good right. spreading it and talking about it. So mm -hmm. that's where we at with the hard truth. Um, that's beautiful man yeah i mean i could chat about that a little bit that is phenomenal man we're just sitting in awe i mean i'm sure kayla's taking some notes and stuff but man 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 you know you take you take like i can't imagine anybody better to have on for this particular episode or you know just in future we got to bring you back um for sure and check the progress of how this thing is going but i'm curious that you know it's 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 hitting so many different things it's hitting group economics it's hitting mental Absolutely. illness it's hitting, uh, you know, you know, bringing back to the story that you said, as far as uh, the warped reality, imagine yes. how many people are walking around with that, you know, how many people out there, you know, um, you know, it's like history month and, you know, as a, as a people, <laughs> you could probably label us all as a PTS, just, just be honest, because mm -hmm. all the traumas that we've had to endure and move past, but just how everybody's been experiencing this over 2020 Absolutely. and every crash and especially New York. Um, and, and I can kind of talk a little more about that. You know the the mass exodus from new york all the weird stuff that's happened in 2011 now is our time to inherit you know the earth in a sense and i think Absolutely. that having like you said and i i actually experienced this on myself um especially with this podcast and now the new stuff that i've been doing waking up not feeling like you need to survive or work for something but you're working for something that you know inside your heart needs to be done you know and i and i want to take a note to what you said earlier you said um you said that you used to wake up to see, you know, if you can move this, you can move that. But a lot of it was just finding that security. You know, it's like we do these things throughout our day to kind of fill a void. And um, what ends up happens is like the devil, you know, plays with an empty mind of sorts. And, you know, I think what you're the, the way you're tackling it is the almost the opposite, the way that the projects were even created. You know, the low income housing and putting a bunch of people together with not necessarily the best ideals and thought processes. It's not great, you know, and that's that's why I really, I, Caleb knows I talk about real estate all the time, but it's that's the game, you know. At the end of the day, that's what that's what ends up happening. That's why certain, you know, certain blocks can't go to certain blocks, or you know, you've been from this project your whole life, so now you started some sort of beef two blocks away. You can't even walk to the train, you know. And I know that's something from your era that you know a lot more than probably nowadays. But you know, nowadays it's it's not even about. It, it seems like any sort of street cred or anything. It's just like this life is almost not valuable and and we're here to to change that idea you know Absolutely. let's be honest you know in all aspects we're here to create and enrich that value so i appreciate you talking to uh mental health um even male um black male mental health as well because that's something that a lot of times we don't really even talk about but yeah that's you, you one, want to that's, say something? that's one of the best investments i made this year really get the help okay literally because i'm learning so much more about myself Mm -hmm. right? it's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's times where throughout my life um, where I'm not sure if it was a reality that I do this Word. or did I dream this. <laughs> I know. I know, man. You know, so it's, I'm starting to connect the crazy. dots more yeah. right? and, and yeah. deal with it from a realistic place and embracing the hurts mm -hmm. and the pains of, of mm -hmm. my, my growing pains. Right. Um, so I, I give you another story that's, is, that I'm touching on. I'm actually working on, starting my book and i want to say it here yeah man speak it the yes. more it comes into existence so I'm, i started to work on my my um book and it's called the stories of my life and okay. i'm just going to talk about different stories of my life but one of the key things i would I want to just say real quick about my life and a lot of us as uh black males um deal with when i was younger um we were raised that you couldn't cry you cry mm -hmm. you was a punk you were soft you wasn't a man Meanwhile, I'm a boy. I'm a child. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. 
And you're <laughs> telling me I can't cry. And I got all these emotions and feelings going on inside of me. And I'm like, I got to get it out. So I became violent, you know, um, you know, just to get the emotions out that if I would have just simply cried would have been enough. Right. But the, mm -hmm. but the crying would bring so many other negatives to me. So what mm -hmm. I did is I had to find a way to cry. And this is one of the chapters in my book that I'm already starting to work on. It's called mm -hmm. it's called Dead Cry. The way I got through this is I would go to funerals to cry. Wow. I didn't even have to know the people. Mm. I would walk up the block from my house to Ortiz funeral, walk in the, into the funeral, sit down with the family and cry. Because mm. I had to get it out. Anytime someone in my family um, died, my mom would go to the funeral, I would go with her. Right. It was right. another opportunity to let some emotions out. I'm talking about from young. You know, so imagine wow. the traumas that we go through as black men when they're telling us that we can't do something that is so necessary. And natural, yeah. Right? Everson, the father of, of human development, talks about in the early stages, right, from ages, um, from our birth to one, when a baby cries, we're taught in our, in, in our households and, and, and mostly in the black communities, I speak from what I know, right? If the baby cried, they said, don't pick that baby up, you're gonna spoil it. Not understanding when you don't pick up that child from crying, you're teaching that child that he can't trust the world. Hmm. That is no one there for them. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And this is what we've been going through. Like all these different things that are damaging us. No one is teaching us about it. No one's dealing with right. the trauma. And we worry about mm -hmm. from young, we act out certain ways. Right? Mm -hmm. so I, these are things that I'm learning that I'm trying to pass on the information, right? Transfer mm -hmm. the information to the youth and say, man, it's okay, man. Right. You know, that doesn't make you less a man, man. It's right, okay. right. Let it out. You can't cry. And then trying mm -hmm. to tell these young parents, pick your child up. Talk to mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not all about just um, being impatient and, 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 and shut up. I don't want to hear you. All these things are being passed on and, and they're hurting our communities. It's hurting us. Right. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you you just done so much development, man, that it's just like, I'm sure everyone's just getting a you know a nice taste of this, but yeah, you touched on the inner family circle and how that culture has changed and how that expands out to the community. Um, you know, teaching parents how to parent and how children how to be children is, it's I don't know why we got to do that, but, you know, but it's a society. No, it's like it's like it's real, man. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it has to do with their parents not having a purpose or them, you know, not feeling engaged or valued. So it's like now I have this extra liability. Sometimes some some parents may feel it's like no, this is the most greatest gift you ever had in the world, you know. And I know some people may you know not be necessarily have the wherewithal or the money to take care of them, but God bless you with these children for a reason, Absolutely. and there's a reason why they're coming out of that. So I think I think for for one thing I've learned, and just even you know the way you touched my life, and some uh, some people that actually ends up working for Find Your ID, people always have said that you were that person to them, like. He said he really didn't have a father and stuff. So, so it's a lot of that is there. You you are that person for them to kind of kind of come to talk to sometimes, even outside of their own parents. So, you know, just shout out to all the stuff you're doing. Yeah, to God I, be the glory, man. Yeah, I, you know. man. I, I was I was gonna ask one question about something you said mm -hmm. earlier too. You said your dad had given you the gun to put it up, right? Absolutely. So you were saying that was a negative or a positive? Because I always I felt like he trusted you enough to handle what to do with it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. over time that was it was a super negative <laughs> super negative it was super irresponsible yeah yeah i got <laughs> Let, you let's look at you. it for what it is number one i can remember the gun clear as day man it was a revolver yeah. on the handle tape on the trigger right right and just imagine the gun going off right i see what you're saying yeah like, it's, yeah it, it yeah super yeah negative and it was the because reason of where he was at mentally at mm -hmm, that point mm -hmm. in time. I right? understand. I understand. Yeah. What yeah. I was going to say was, oh, uh, go. You go. No, no, <laughs> you go. You go. No, I was going to say that um, because I'm, I'm a big proponent of, because this kind of goes back to the mindsets. You know, I, I think there is, there's a balance between the two. I don't want to go too far the other side. You have been so far on the other side that, you know, it's okay to kind of, you know, whatever. Like you said, I'm crying every day now, you know, whatever. But I think as, because you're catching it so early before the trauma, I don't want to, this is my own issue as a black male, but like, I wouldn't want to raise children that are 
weak as well. And this is something that black males always come up with. So I'm saying the balance of creating that warrior mentality and being able to cry is something that you've been able to achieve very well. So I'm curious to see like, maybe, you know, cause my dad often says stuff about, um, you know, teaching people military training or like some of us just have very little discipline because of, you know, military or whatever, but it's got me to a point of like, I wonder if we were trained, like we used to be trained, like, you know, culturally, you know, would that be a thing? You know, would gun violence be a thing if we all know how to use guns? You know, like, now that, that's a, that's a positive. He didn't sit me down and say, this is a gun. Right. Like this the, uh, what's the movie? Uh, this is movie? the safety of a gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never do this with this gun. Right. I see what you mean. You know, I see what you mean. Later on in life, I met a guy in my walk in life who sat me down and taught me how to clean a gun, take it apart. Right. All these different things. I see. That's the part Knowledge. of training you're talking about. That That's what I'm saying. That a father passes to a son and understand that he's in a place to be responsible with it. Mm -hmm. right. Got to protect your family and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, and, so that, yeah. That, that, that's a whole. What, what my father did, was not I, I, I changed the whole reality. <laughs> I know it was wrong. <laughs> 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 it I, like hear I had you. a story like, yo, when I was young, I was 11. My father came home, he pulled, he had the gun. He said, yo, son, sit here. I'm going to show you how this works. Right. You got to right. be able to protect your family at all times. This is what a gun does. It's hot. Nah, nope. to get that. <laughs> okay, no, I'm misinterpreting. <laughs> so he about to lay down in the bed. He's like, here, man, can I go to sleep? You know, it was one of those. And, and I got the thing you. also, we have to be mindful, and you touched on it too, the balance, right? If we want to strengthen our, 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 our youth, our strengthen our young men, I look at it as two ways to strengthen them, right? You have to give them a sense of something greater than themselves, right? In my mm. particular case, it's God. Right. Okay. And then you okay. have to give them the information, right, that they can utilize in their life and apply it when necessary. So you give them the information and you give them something greater than themselves to move forward. And with me as a believer, as a Christian, I'm going to give them, I'm, I'm going to present God to them. And I'm not going to present it by saying, huh, look, this is a scripture. I need you to read this. No, I'm going to present it right. in my life. I want right. to display it. I want, I, I want, I want the scriptures to be read in my actions, right? That's mm -hmm. how I want, I want them to say, you know what? I remember things were rough. And I remember my father, uh, he, he, he went into prayer. Mm -hmm. I remember my father said, you know what? God got us. We're going to be led. We're going to move forward. And he went and did things and to put things, you know, in God's hands. And, and, and things happened. You know, I remember seeing my father reading the scriptures. And, you know, I remember, like, those are things how we, how we have to strengthen our youth. I see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Give them the information that they're not getting. Teach them. Mm -hmm how to do certain things. And that's why this is so important to me. See, with, with the hard truth, like even with the clothing line, we're teaching them how to do the embroidery. We're not just getting the clothes, wow. we're teaching them how to go get the clothes. Like we're right, teaching them right. how to be self-sufficient and do everything they need to do with whatever it is they want to do, whatever it wow. is. So a young person come to me and tell me, listen, man, I want to I wanna make air paper planes and I want to sell them. We're going to sit down and say, okay, what kind of planes you want to make? If you came up with any names, how can we help you? Like, and we're gonna work with them. That's building them up. It's the same concept that we always hear. If you give a man a fish, he eat for a day. You teach right. him how to fish, he never go hungry. So this right. is the concept behind what we're trying to do. I want to be able to work myself out of the equation and not right. running their business. Oh God. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean. I guess we're at our 45. How do people get get involved in stuff? Like how to, is that something that you kind of get scouted or is there something they can submit to you? So, so or what, what we're doing, or what we're doing now, we're working on some more parts of the website, website so people can okay. actually go on there and reach out. Um, so it's, first of all, it's awesome. it's not definitely just, check it out, guys. The video is my three partners, um, mm -hmm. Kenny H and my guy ACO. Um, so we actually looking, we're trying to utilize it firsthand that the, the young people that we see not just the troubled ones, not just the at-risk, but also the high-risk. So the at-risk to us is the ones that's already involved. We're trying to grab as many of them we can I in see. the neighboring okay. um, projects mm -hmm. right, and mm -hmm. work with them. And then we have, okay. the, the, um, you know, high-risk are the ones that's involved. The at-risk is the one that's not in, getting in trouble, but he'll, they're walking in and out the building seeing all this all the time. And the right. temptation keeps coming. And one day if we don't help them, they might go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to try it, right? Right. I always use the example where 
is that guy that stopped going to school. He wasn't that smart in school. But he got introduced into the streets and he's on the corner. He's making a whole lot of money. Yeah. Now you got the A student that passes him every day. And the A student is saying, this guy's not even as smart as me. Right. If he's making all that money, oh, I know I can make a killing. Right. And they get tempted into going into that world, right? right? So a lot of those things happen. So we're trying to intercept those type of things and work right. with both sides. You know, mm -hmm. so to answer your question, we're handpicking a lot of them now. That's awesome, Our mission yeah. is this. We're trying to um, present, uh, uh, get to a place where we can have a reality show. Because we want yeah. this to spread. And that's why the yeah. video is like it is, because we're working on trying to produce a pilot. Because we want this to be duplicated, right? The same thing we're doing here. We mm -hmm. want somebody to pick it up in Chicago, mm -hmm. in L.A., right? We create, we create a blueprint, not just for ourselves. What good is that? But if we create a blueprint and we show it that is working and successful, and we take it and say, you, you duplicate it over there. Call it what you want. It don't have to be the hard truth. Whatever you need it to Whatever be, it is, right? yeah. getting what they need over there. That's the key. So we're trying to create right. this blueprint, um, get it out there to as many people that can see it and be inspired to do something either similar or do something, period. <laughs> right? We can't do everything, right? But but everybody can do something. Yes. And that's the key. Yes. That's awesome. We all have our part to do in this. I think somebody said, uh, God bless you, brothers. Ruth Smith. Um awesome awesome yeah man doing some phenomenal stuff yeah that that's that's my thing you know eventually you know we get these grants who start moving and and you won't it'd be hard to catch you at that point <laughs> but it's already hard to catch you because all the stuff you did and we didn't even touch on all everything within this hour but um you know because because kwame has done some cool accolades like he does a lot of motivational speaking and well, some other stuff. Like, didn't you get interviewed by some cool people a couple of years, like a year, year ago or so? Yeah, I forgot. A um, couple, couple of um, uh, acknowledgements and awards with, with a lot of the elected officials. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ruben Diaz, which is a friend of mine, the borough, Bronx Borough President, Senators. And, 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 you know, it's good when they acknowledge the work. But my thing is, I don't want you to acknowledge the work without putting something behind it. Yes. Right? All right. yes. You know, you can, you can acknowledge me from a day, but what I want to do is going to help the community far beyond this. So that's where I'm at with it. You know, a lot of times um, people have been asking me to run for office on a local level. My thing mm -hmm. is, I just need you to pick up the phone when I call, you know, and be able to get things done. I'm also a um, community partner with the NYPD. I'm clergy for the 43rd precinct and I mentor the rookie officers that come into the precinct before they go out into the community. So okay. with what they call the NCOs, uh, neighborhood coordinator yes. officers. And now they have yeah. YCOs, youth coordinator officers, and kind of like bridge them to police and community. Um, so that's one of the hats that I, I wear that I've been blessed to be able to be a part of it. I'm the um, part of the clergy council here in our community, getting all the different clergy together to um, find ways uh, to help out the community. You know, getting them outside of the church. And, you know, you're on there Sunday preaching. I need you out here Monday through Saturday. Right. You're in these streets. Getting it right. done. You know, right. so I'm part of that clergy council. Um, you know, just really trying to um, be led by God the best way I can to utilize my time here. You know, I, I'm grateful to be here 50 years old. For me, mm -hmm. I, I never thought I would make it to be this age. When I was younger, we didn't think we would even see 20. Um, wow. So for God to bless me to be here at 50. I just, you know, I'm, I wake up grateful just saying, okay, God, here I am. What can I do for you? How are you going to mm -hmm. use me today? Um, right. Because I understand life is really that precious. The late Miles Monroe, um, since we talk about black history, he said something that hit me very important. He said, the wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard. And that blew my mind. Wow. He said, the graveyard, he said, because so many dreams have been buried there, so many unsung songs. Wow. So many cures to diseases. There's so much potential buried. And when I heard that, I said, wow. He also said, when we leave here, we should leave here empty. Like what comes in, we should be spreading it. So those are two of the things I govern my life with. Like I want to make sure when I go to the grave, I deprive the grave of every value of me. I want it all to be here. Right? I don't want to take mm -hmm. anything to my grave. I want mm -hmm. to share it, give it, live it. So that's where I'm at. So mm -hmm. to be at, to be here and be present, and that's something one of my guys, Nigel, 
one of the owners for Juice for Life. He always says, when I see him, he says, you know, I say, praise him. How's it going? He said, we present. And it's mm-hmm. stuff we're present. Mm-hmm. And presence mean more than just being there, but really being present in the moment, which I haven't been in years. Like, I'm learning to be present, right? Right. You see somebody go to a sports event, camera, they're not present. Like, they they plan see. on being present later from whatever they record. So right. it's being right. present. And the other thing he stuck with me um, is that we are all created on purpose with a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and that stuck with me. And I share that with young people. You're special, you know. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. You were uniquely mm-hmm. made for a reason. Find that gift. Find that passion and pour into it. Put the work in and watch what comes out of it. So that's where I'm amazing. at, man. Amazing, man. Amazing, amazing. Shut up. We got some good notes from uh, uh, Miss Ruth Smith. She's just really just loving everything you said, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, man. So I, I also shout out to um, your daughters as well for Black History Month and all yeah, the stuff that they're doing. He's also a phenomenal father. There was a banner there, so we, we missed some of the names. So I apologize uh, sure. anybody that was viewing it. But definitely check out that video. Uh, I think it's public, right? It's on the hard truth. Well, we get ready to put it. I just sent it to you. Oh, it's not we, public yet. Nah, okay. We, we actually have to do okay. some more voiceovers, but I just wanted to That's share. Fine. Um, yeah, it man. Will be public real soon. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Hey, man. This has been phenomenal. And, like, and one thing, real like, quick, I want to share. Yeah, okay. I'm proud of this, man. I want to encourage somebody. Um, I dropped out of school in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I just received my diploma. I'm excited Ooh. about that. At 50 years old. In the pandemic, I sat still, studied, and got it done. I'm a few credits away from my uh, associates in theology, so it's not too late. Get up, get out, get to it, get it done. And we're opening up a juice bar. One of my brothers, KT, uh, we opened up a juice bar called Truth Juice. Okay. Um, just to give our community some more healthy options. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll update y'all on that when we open up and launch that. It'll be real soon. We're aiming for March 1st, but we got to push it back a little bit. So I, I, I'll be updating you all that information, man. And thank you guys, man. This has been a blessing. I'm honored. I'm humble. And I wish I wish y'all the best with what y'all doing. Yeah, so great. The energy is good. Caleb said we can take them. I don't care about them giants. We'll take them. And y'all taking them. <laughs> We're taking them giants right now. Awesome, man. Caleb and Joshua. Yeah, right? That means we trust <laughs> Joshua <Okay>. Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that's the way we're doing this. Yeah, we're going to the promised land, all right. You know that's that. Right. You know, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man, is there any other way for anybody to contact you, reach out to you, any you know, like any of that type of stuff? I know you got tons of those. Um, yeah, there you go, social media there. You know, tons of tons of work on your plate already. But I don't know, anybody that may watch this in the future, they may not be live right now, but they may be interested in this or maybe dealing with some sort of gun violence and they don't know how to talk to anybody. So this is a great resource, everybody. Um, so yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I could keep talking to you, you know that, but I don't want to hold you up. <laughs> you, know, you already did a whole hour with us. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, it's just, it's inspiring me. I'm, I'm hope, I hope it's inspiring Caleb too, you know. We got a lot of work to do. Remember, Caleb, I always tell you, like, we got stuff mm-hmm. to do, man, you know, no matter what, you know. And, and, and when we have people like you on the show, it just puts all these things in perspective, like, uh, I think the last episodes we had were like on climate change. Uh, one of my my favorite ones was um, this, this, uh, this brother from India who's like, his service was so bad and all this other stuff was going on, but the stuff that he was saying, man, it was just insane. And then I looked on the news and I saw all these people protesting in India and he was like one wow. of the first people to even say anything. You know, talk about that Joshua type of mentality. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna tell him. And he's been doing it for like three years. And now nice. there's a group of people that do it. So you know, pioneers in their own right. I mean, even what we're doing with this, like I said, I'm waking up happy to, you know, be here with you all, you know, and that's yes. how I feel great about it. You I know, during it, the, yeah, during 2020, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing and what's yeah, going when on. When I see it pop up, I'm like, man, you ain't tell me about this. I know. <laughs> Honestly, he was one of my first supporters, Caleb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you because I was waiting, like, I'm gonna hit him about this, man. Right, it's, it's, it's getting a little too far away now, right? <laughs> to whom much is given, much is required. It's a responsibility behind it. Y'all doing a great job. Use your platform well, man. Yes, man. And, I, I, and, I, and I pray blessings upon it, that it yes, grows man. and it reaches the people that it needs to reach. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite scriptures I leave with you is trusting the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. In all our ways, mm-hmm. acknowledge him and he will direct our path. 
We're acknowledging right. him and we're looking for direction. Uh, man, this the best is yet to come, man. Indeed, man. Indeed. And, and any, anybody you have from Herd or whatever that you want to put on the show or you want to do another show with them just to show progress, we'd be super down to do all that. Any partnerships, any stuff that we're working on, man, because I'm realizing the, the more we work together, the more this whole thing does. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Absolutely. I won't chat up and too whatever, much. Whatever you need from me, I'm here, man. If I, if I need somebody that you need, I might need a juice to reach out. No, we don't have the juices. <laughs> we don't have the juices. <laughs> I'm just bobbing. I'm just bobbing. Yeah. But yeah, man. Oh uh, yeah, as far as some t-shirts too, we definitely got to get some more merch and stuff, and even talk to you about some of those things. Absolutely. But uh, let me know. Caleb, how how was it? Uh, <laughs> Caleb is speechless. I know how he gets. Like usually he'll <laughs> he'll come in and be like, yeah, you know, and he'll say like what he feels. He's just like blown away because we you really came as a surprise. I don't know if anyone else knows, and um, we'll have another guest that he said he rescheduled. But they kind of left us hanging in a little bit. I won't name their names and all that stuff. But and 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 Kwame just popped up out of nowhere, right out of prayer, and it was like, "Yeah, I got you guys." And <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. happy with the product. Absolutely. Yeah, so much. So, um, so um, yeah. So, Caleb, you wanted to share yeah, something yeah. today? I'll, uh, I'll share a little bit. I um. Yeah. So as as most viewers and listeners know. Uh, I, I, I'm a listener. That's what I do. I listen. And so I, I wanted to really, during this episode, I really wanted to sit back and I wanted to listen to everything that you two had to say. And I, I have to say, I am, I truly am blown away. Um, I, I think I said in, in the chat a few times, like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, because everything I was, I, I was hearing was just, just incredible to hear what, what is, what you are doing is just wow. And to have you on the show is one of the biggest honors. I don't even know yeah. what words for um, because it really is. I I'm so grateful. And even if it was so last minute and so just rushed together, it's the fact that here we are and we had an amazing show and God, we were God. able to, to learn. I know myself, I was able to learn so many things and I was able mm-hmm. to really, I was able to add, you know, that lens and I was able to, mm-hmm. to, to really get things more. And uh, I, I appreciate you both for that. And, and oh, I really man. do. And I, I appreciate, Tarek, I appreciate you every single week for-, for You do, he actually does. Showing me guidance. <laughs> showing me he guidance. Does. <laughs> he does, uh, it's pretty but, um, funny, yeah. But also for, for simply always, you know, creating, allowing me to always realize the bigger picture. And I think that right there is huge. And um, yeah. so thank you. Thank you, uh, Kwame, for coming on to the show. And for thank you for having me, man. This, this has been great. Thank everything you said. It, man. We're yeah, present. Man. Right? Y'all got in <laughs> your first year of this, man. Next year, when this thing go boom, come on, man. We're looking for y'all now. This is what I'm saying, man. We going, We might have to have you as a recurring ad or something on this thing, Definitely. man. For sure. So we can just keep generating. Yeah. I'd be awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll get that incorporated. You already get a little... know. I've been hounding you. Another thing, we're going to do a hard truth uh, podcast. And, and, I, and yes. I, I, I'm mine. I was like, man, I'm pulling you in, man. You know, you know what to do. You know, uh, we're, we're all here together, man. Like, we're this actually is dope, man. I love it, man. Great, great oh, job, guys. I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah. So my, my quick question before we end off fully, sure. fully. You, do you help them build an LLC as well and all the other business stuff and all that? Wow. So so that is definitely. That's awesome. That's the goal. Um, so we, me and my partners are meeting up and we're trying to put some things in place financially mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to put some funds in place because that is the goal. Okay. Have, awesome. Not, not just create it, but. Say no more. <laughs> I got you. Them the importance of it how to utilize it so that's mm-hmm. definitely the goal. Yes, that's sir. Goal. Yes, sir. Yeah, and we'll definitely help you with that podcast for sure. But mm-hmm. Caleb, this is our hour. <laughs> you know right. what to do. <laughs> yeah, I know what to do. Well, it really has been just such an insightful show. And I'm so glad that we were able to do this with all the change of plans and also just uh, everything 
um, throughout today. I know I know today's been busy, I think, for everyone um, in the world. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm just grateful that we were able to have this show. And so once again, you are listening and watching to the Identity Podcast presented and brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to go ahead and like us on Facebook and on Instagram at Find Your ID NYC. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch, all at the Identity Podcast. You can check us out. We have a website coming out soon to very exciting stuff. Uh, don't forget um, to go ahead and uh, well, I lost my train of thought. Uh, if you us. love the identity <laughs> podcast, you can sponsor us. Email us at press at findyouridnyc.com. If you do like us, don't forget to check out the identity podcast on all streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple, anything out there. I promise you the identity podcast we're on there. Um, don't forget to listen to us every Tuesday on Brick Media and shop Identity Podcast merch on Teespring. That link is in our Instagram bio and also in our other social media social media bios as well. It really has been such an amazing time. I'm Caleb, one of your co-hosts, along with my fellow and lovely co-host Tarek, and uh, we're so grateful to have been able to do this to celebrate Black History Month and also to to just show the importance and recognition of Black History. Yes. Yes. Shout out to right. all of you. Yeah. And, and Miss Ruth, who's here. Yes, we do know Rebel. She's awesome. She is awesome. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to your daughter as well. Uh, but yeah, signing out, guys. Love uh, y'all. Praise and peace. All right. Uh.